Hello, and welcome to the Vessel Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Samara. Welcome back, or welcome if you're new here. Um, yeah, what a grand day today is. It's Friday, May 28th, question mark? Yeah, 28th, 2021. I was gonna say 2020. It is 2021. Um, thank God. Uh, yeah, so... I hope you are, uh, I hope those are lis- those who are listening are doing well. Um, if not, I hope that you will be well soon or you can find a very minute moment to be well and hopefully that moment increases in time and in significance. Um, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but I hope you're well regardless. I hope that you know you're doing well. Hope you're living your life. I hope you're um, happy in some manner. I hope that you're happy in all manners of your life. And if you are, then that's wonderful. And if you're not, then that's okay. Most people aren't, so don't hold it against yourself. Um, yeah. So if you're new here, hi, welcome. This is the Vessel Effect podcast, where I talk about pretty much everything under the sun from the perspective of a 16-year-old. I'm 16. I'll be turning 17 in September, um, September 16th, if you want to wish me happy birthday when that date comes around, but yeah, and I have a lot of thoughts going on in my head, um, as normal, but, you know, if you've already listened to this podcast before, you know that I pretty much just kind of word, word vomit, <laughs> and I don't have a script or anything of the sort, as most, most podcasts don't. But I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. Well, I actually kind of do. Um, and I'll just get into it right now because we're two minutes in and I have been stalling. Um, so, I just watched a shit ton of documentaries and like live concerts and stuff like that. Like on YouTube, on mainly Netflix. Uh, yeah. And I was watching Homecoming by Beyonce. Like... Oh my god, I that movie came out so long ago, but I never brought myself to watch it, and I don't know what I was expecting, but I don't know. I think it's because it's like two hours, and that kind of scared me away, to be honest, when I first saw it, um, but I got around to watching it because I was really interested today, and before that, I was watching Big Time Rush, <laughs> and then... um what was it? Girl from Nowhere. Oh my god, that, that movie, or not, it's not a movie. That series is so interesting. I haven't finished it, I haven't finished it yet. I'm probably on, like, episode four or something. Um, yeah, I, like, just started it recently, but the one that I ended on, it's, like, about money and stuff. Oh my god, that one was crazy the way it ended. I was so intrigued, and honestly, I want to, like, see the storyline of that, or, like, where it went. But I kind of like I kind of like that 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 the um the storyline is like incomplete like with the artist episode I won't I won't spoil it um in case you want to watch it but yeah I'll just speak generally um the, the episodes they end on a very abrupt um tone like right when the the uh, hmm. I don't want to say the protagonist, because the protagonist is Nano, but the other character, the main character involved, 
in this story is like they realize that they're in deep shit and all of a sudden you know you can see the look on their face when they know that they're in trouble and that's where it ends i'm like oh my god please just like let me see where it goes um that's that's the beauty of the show it's really cool i like it a lot i like how it's formatted you know um but yeah so i watched like an episode of that and it's really good i really like it um but i have to have it in doses because sometimes it is a little uh a little too much for me my empathic self but slash hsp self but yeah anyways point uh is i was watching homecoming and holy crap that movie is so insane like imagine being at coachella when beyonce was headlining it like imagine being there and experiencing that like experiencing that whole masterpiece of you know just all of it it was such a beautiful performance and it was two hours like i'm i don't know if the actual performance was two hours it's probably longer actually it could have been longer like the headline was probably longer like performing for that long like not even just beyonce like the backup dancers and the singers and the you know orchestra all of them they were all so important to that show and they all made it they all made it super um good you know it was just amazing and i love seeing the little bits and pieces of like the behind the scenes because you can see um at least a little bit you can see the way that beyonce was trying to format the show and how she was like trying to get her points across and all the people who are helping her and all the dancers and singers and stuff like that like you can see all of them collaborating and it was a i think it was a full black um i don't cast can i say cast um it's not a show but like full black orchestra all dancers all singers all of them everyone is black there i think um or at least 99.9% of them were black, you know. Um, but it was really cool because, you know, Beyonce, obviously, she talked about, like, H, H, HBCU. Is that what it is? HBCU. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I My brain is kind of rotting. It's 9.34 and I've been watching movies all day, so <laughs> excuse me. But HBCU and, like, that experience of having that connect that like connectivity with all those other people who are of the same race as you and connecting because of that and you know as a, as a black person myself obviously i it's really um inspiring to see just all of my people all of my family like in one place being their creative self and just kind of going crazy <laughs> you know it, it's just so cool and going crazy in a got in a good way, you know, not like actually going crazy, but you know, going wild and just being ourselves and being um not that we're naturally wild. Oh my god, I'm I'm trying to be really intentional with my words, but you know, being our our authentic selves and being our creative selves and our um you know, enthusiastic selves and stuff like that. Like it was the energy the energy was unmatched i've never seen anything like it 
like I would do anything to go to that show again or go see that show go back in time and see it because there's nothing like it like I if you haven't watched it go and watch it and even the songs holy crap there are some songs that I didn't hear of because I'm, I'm not that into or I'm not I don't want to say I'm not into Beyonce's music but I just didn't really listen to all of her songs um or mo- or all of the popular songs I guess um, I'm not a part of the beehive obviously <laughs> but uh yeah like there were some songs I have never heard of and hearing that like hearing them in that context was insane I was like oh my god all right let me pull up the album real quick um yeah and it was just so cool like and there was one moment or there's one there's one part of it where Beyonce like it's right after my favorite song went on and I can't remember what song it was but it's like my favorite part it's one of my favorite parts of the show like right after that she put in like you know Malcolm X saying that like the most disrespected people in America are or the most disrespected person in America is the black woman the most um underprivileged person in America is the black woman you know just hearing that um and then seeing that contrast with Beyonce just being a total queen was so empowering because we I mean we are like sorry again brain rot um us black women we are the most disadvantaged people in America and yet seeing Beyonce go and completely defy all odds being the first black woman to headline Coachella like that's insane you know and seeing her do it so flawlessly and she had like almost just had a baby she had twins and then immediately after she went right back or she went right into planning for Coachella and the performance and seeing like the little bits and pieces of how her body like changed and how she was working through that you know being a mom and being a a wife and you know trying to have her own life too you know um it was incredibly inspiring like even just the the moments where she like hypes up the crowd obviously to keep people engaged like asks people you know or reminds them that they're queens and says like oh hey queens hey ladies you know stuff like that it's just so cool and makes you like oh my god yeah i'm a lady i'm a queen (laughs) you know um you can't help but just feel so motivated and especially during um formation like you know the lyrics the lyrics are so motivational and you know, I mean, all of her songs, really, literally every single one of them, I'm not, I didn't hear a single song that didn't make me go, like, oh my god, that, I want that, and I want that energy, you know, um, it really was just totally unheard of, it was so crazy to me, just seeing that, and, you know, it felt like I was at a family reunion, <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I've never been to a family reuni- reunion, because my family is, unbearably small you know like I have total maybe three cousins you know four um you know and not that many aunts and uncles and uh you know I I don't have extended family that much you know just a very small family in general so um getting to experience like 
um, black culture within my family was, it it just didn't happen, you know, and I haven't really been surrounded in my life by, you know, black culture, you know, I, I went to a school that was mainly white and Hispanic, um, kindergarten through eighth grade, then I went to high school where there were, you know, obviously there were a lot more black people who were my age and black people in general, but still just the culture wasn't really there but I also didn't really um like put myself into black culture like joining um you know black student union or black lives matter club now not like we now have a black lives matter club um yeah it just I didn't really do that because honestly um and here's a here's a point here's a moment of the podcast where I talk about my own personal experiences with race um which is honestly very limited I don't have that many experiences that are exclusively about my race you know I've I've always been that type of person that kind of blended in because I am light-skinned and I look mixed because um my granddad was mixed and you look like your mom's father normally um but yeah um so yeah, he was mixed. He was like half black, half French or half French, Irish, stuff like that. So, you know, stuff like that. And then my grandmother, um, my great grandmother, a Native American, and she passed last year. Um, yeah, so it was just really interesting. Like, it's always been an interesting experience for me because it didn't fully feel like I could um, really embrace my black culture, you know, like, I, obviously, both my parents are black, so, um, naturally, I'm just, like, you know, I have that in my blood, but at the same time, it wasn't something that I felt super connected to, I never really focused on my race, because I never had to, that's the thing, is that being light-skinned, it has lots and lots and lots of privileges, and I never had to worry about getting called out by a cop or um you know I don't know just all the little microaggressions that dark dark skinned black people have to deal with and on one hand I'm grateful on another hand I like obviously don't want to let that go to my head you know no one wants no one who is light skinned wants to you know it's a very difficult thing to be like yeah I have privilege because my skin is lighter even though I'm still very black you know um yeah so I was never seen as black I was always seen as mixed people always assumed I had a white dad um because my mom was always a person taking me to like school things and stuff and so they never, my classmates didn't see my dad as much. So they were like, oh, so I just assume your dad is black. Are you, your dad is white? I was like, no, he is black. <laughs> but also both of my parents are kind of light skinned. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of, they're, they're like medium dark, I would say. Um, but regardless, you know, I never had that experience of being like, yeah, I'm black, <laughs> you know, obviously Black History Month in school was my chance to kind of, you know, step up my game and, um, you know, 
embrace the black that that I am that I am you know um and I also never really had any black friends in in like elementary and middle school I mean I I was friends I was like acquaintances with everyone so obviously I was like acquainted with um you know the black students there and there was that you know mutual respect um that came with being black because we were very um outnumbered you know there were probably like four or five total um in our graduating class and there was even fewer like earlier like in the early years like probably like three or two in my kindergarten class or something and yeah it was just really interesting growing up and being like yeah I'm black but also I don't really feel black (laughs) you know whatever that means uh I don't feel connected to my black roots and I don't have that much history about myself you know I never I never really got to know much about my past and it sucks I hate it like I hate not knowing about where I came from um you know I know the little little details about my granddad on my mom's side and you know little details about my dad's side but that either (laughs) was so early that I forgot it um or it just wasn't taught to me you know and so I really want to do a a DNA test and see where I came from you know um but yeah I, I really do I I mean, even with those little things about, like, not feeling black enough, um, which is such a stupid idea, because, like, what does it even mean to be black? What does it mean to be, like, just so many things? What is race, you know? I'm not saying that I don't see race. Obviously, I do. But, um, and if you don't see race, you're completely being, or, like, willingly, um, naive. (laughs) It's just the way it is, but, um... Yeah, I don't know. I just think that, personally, I think that I would be much better off connecting with my black identity, you know. Um, it's, it's one thing to be like, yeah, I am, I'm black, like, technically I am black. It's another thing to be like, yeah, I'm black and I practice my identity, like, I am immersed in my, I'm in my history, in my, and my identity, you know, um, it just always felt like I was, um, distanced from my history, and that's not necessarily my parents' fault or anyone else's fault, it could just, it is partly my fault for not, um, you know, willingly putting myself out there and figuring out where I came from, but also it's kind of hard because I don't think that my parents really know either, I don't think that they're really, um, you know, uh, well educated on, like, their own history, um, but maybe I'll ask, I don't know, we'll see, but, yeah, regardless, it just, it still feels very empowering to be a black queer woman, and being like, yeah, I want to do big things, and there are people out there who are doing big things who are like me, you know, like Beyonce, is one of the most famous people in the world and she always will be like there's no doubting that and she's a black woman and she's been killing it for years you know um she continues to kill 
and will continue to kill it, you know. Um, but it's it's really great, and I felt so motivated when when watching Homecoming because see her seeing her be so sensual and seeing her be so sexual and like normally people would be like, oh my god, that's crazy, you shouldn't do that. Um, and and I remember having a not an argument but a conversation with my dad about like how Beyonce is just is only famous because she she embraces her body and he was like oh yeah you know sex sells and I was like yeah true but like she's also taking or she's taking control of her own body men don't understand how truly trivial it is to be a sexual woman you know it's one thing to be like yeah I'm showing off my body for validation it's also it's it's another thing to be like yeah I'm showing off my body but I'm doing this for me and I'm doing this because I love myself and I I have love to give and I want to show I don't even want I don't even need to show it it's more so about the energy around it for me it's it's the energy it's not even about how much how much skin you show because you could literally not be showing any skin and still somehow be so incredibly sensual and sexual because it's about it's sensory you know it is um it's feeling it's energy and watching homecoming and seeing beyonce be like you know obviously she was wearing somewhat revealing clothes but she was still so alluring in a different way. I didn't even need to look at her body to be like, oh yeah, she's sexy, you know. I looked into her eyes. Her eyes did it for me, you know. It was also the way that she was just purely enjoying what she was doing. Um, I've said this before. I will say it a thousand times. People are the most attractive when they're doing what they love. Because you can see the passion, you can see the feeling, the the true um, moments when they are alive. You know, they're living. They are just completely, um, you know, yeah. They're just, it's crazy. It really is crazy. Like, I, I... The more I watched that, the more I watched Homecoming, and I, I like had to go back and rewatch some parts because I was like, "Holy shit, I need to absorb all of this." Um, the part that got me the most was um, just how much I wanted to be that. It wasn't even about oh, I, oh my god, I want to be Beyonce, you know. Um, it was about making that much of a difference, just difference to someone. And how music is such an easy way to do it. It's not easy, but it it's like instantaneous almost. Like when someone hears your music, they know your soul. They can feel your soul and you're automatically connected with them. You know, it's crazy how music works that way. Like it it's a direct it's like it is it is poetry, you know. Music is poetry. And I mean part of me wants to be like you know I can I can part of me wants to convince myself that music is the only way and so therefore I have an excuse to like not get famous or something like 
you know, when you think of famous people, you mostly think of musicians. Obviously, they're also like actors and writers and stuff like that. Writers are just a little bit less known, but they're known for their work, you know. Um, it's about like, or I was thinking more so, how do I want people to interact with my art? What do I want to make that's going to impact people, you know? How am I going to put myself out there? And I was watching the Shawn Mendes documentary as well just now. I didn't finish it because I, again, I've been watching movies all day. I need a break. But um, I was watching his documentary and there was a point where he was like, oh yeah, this girl asked me like, how do I become a songwriter like you? And he was just like, just do it. Just do it. Just can you write a song? Okay, we'll just do it. You know, have you written songs before? Okay, great continue to do that or if you haven't then start you know and it it is that simple you know like we we really overhype that idea of the start of someone's career or some the way someone started becoming the great person that they are is that they just started doing what they loved and they continued to do it because they loved it and they knew that this was something that was going to totally um fulfill them in life watching Sean Mendez's Sean Mendez's uh documentary really made me feel so inspired because he was like yeah I was just sitting my, sitting in my room making vines and videos of me doing covers and all of a sudden I'm doing tours and stadiums with tens of thousands of people in them you know it's insane like imagine going from that going from one end of the spectrum to the other in like a matter of two three years you know it's insane it's really insane um and it's just i know i it's it's gonna sound selfish the way i say this but it really does make me think about me because <laughs> you know obviously we're we are experiencing our own lives so we're gonna be thinking about ourselves 24 7 and it's not a bad thing necessarily but it makes me think about you know how all these people are connected and hearing and I also watched like a a part like the beginning of Ariana Grande's um little documentary um which came out so long ago and I meant to watch it earlier but I just didn't um but yeah I watched a part of that too and hearing her voice like in the power and just in even knowing like in the back of my mind what she went through all that she went through recently like and I mean not even just recently in the in the years of her career all the stuff that she's been through she's been through so much and yet she's still going she's still making music because she loves it she didn't quit and I love that for her I'm so proud of her and she just got she got married recently so that's so cool it's like 13 days ago um but yeah, I was like so it was so insane. Like, wow. Maybe I can do something like that. Maybe not music, but something, <laughs> you know. Um I think that's amazing though. I think being an artist is such an amazing thing. Like it I'm so grateful to have the the skill set to be the person that I wanna be, you know. Like, I have the skills to be a great artist and a great storyteller and a great, maybe, writer one day, um, you know, but part of me is also a little, 
a little lost because I don't really know what to do. And I, I got a reading recently, a tarot reading, and it was like, you are just so focused on the right way to do something, you just need to freaking start, <laughs> you know, like, I also, um, I also saved the sync from Pinterest, I'm gonna read it, um, cause it, it applies to my situation a lot, and I felt a little called out, not gonna lie, <laughs> it says, if you obsess over whether you are making the right decision, you are basically assuming that the universe will reward you for one thing and punish you for another. The universe has no fixed agenda. Once you make any decision, it works around that decision. There is no right or wrong, only a series of possibilities that shift each thought, feeling, and action that you experience. And it's true. <laughs> it's true. And I hate it. Like, I mean, it's definitely, I don't hate it. It's more reassuring because there's no right or wrong path you can take. It's just that path is going to, le going to lead you to a different direction and you can always redirect, you know? That doesn't mean it's bad. It means now, well, now you learned a lesson and you have more experience in your belt because you can say, oh yeah, I went to, I went through this path. It didn't work out for me, but at least I know that it doesn't work out, work out for me or I now have more knowledge than before you know and if you take the right path then great you don't you need to go through that that um process but it's a great thing being an artist and to being able to think in a different way than other people do everyone thinks differently and everyone has the capacity to be an artist or a creator because creator being a creator creator not a not a creator um a creator is literally just creating something you know like you can create anything anything that comes from your mind and out into the physical you are creating you're creating words sentences you know you're a creator you're an artist you know um and so now i feel so much power in me to be able to make certain changes that allow me to elevate and become the artist the type of artist that I want to be and I already talked about this on Sunday's episode a little bit but I was like yeah a new beginning is coming and I've been feeling it and my tarot cards confirmed it and everything has been confirming it like literally everything and it feels good it feels good because now I'm like Oh, hell yeah now I can really start to play into this new narrative you know um every second is a new start I said this before every second is a new start for you to completely change your life you know um and it, it's just so great you know I'm so thankful for that opportunity to change my life and the most grandiose ways and and even in the most minuscule ways too like even that is cool the changes that you need that you make in life don't have to be super grand you know like i i yesterday i spent four hours doing laundry cleaning my room i shaved everything <laughs> i shaved i washed my hair um yeah and my room was a mess my laundry was piling up to the freaking ceiling um and I just needed it I needed a change you know 
And even that I'm proud of myself for because, you know, that proves that I want better. It proves that I'm striving for better. I'm striving for change and um, I, I'm moving forward in a way, you know. And it feels good. It feels good to be alive in this moment. It feels good to be alive right now. I'm so grateful. Like, I'm looking at my my manifestation board, and I don't look at it enough. I need to start looking at it more. Probably because it's like, it's literally like on the wall that is, that is like the wall, the same wall as my like headboard. So I'm facing away from it like all day, but I need to look at it more because it's a reminder of all the things that I want, all the things that I desire, and, you know, um, I don't know, I'm just so grateful, even to experience other artists doing their thing is such a blessing, you know, it's like when I went to the, to BTS's concert, concert in 2019, it was insane, like, it was, that was the first and last concert I've ever been to, (laughs) like, I want to go to their concert again when things start to get a little bit more normal and safe, but that was my first concert ever, and getting to experience seven men dance around on stage and sing their hearts out, and it was cold and rainy, and it was just, it was miserable, like, the actual physical experience was miserable, like, we were standing in puddles, all of our things were soaked, I straightened my hair, and it just completely went to shit, you know, (laughs) I spent all that time, um, you know, I, my recordings were shitty because I was screaming in the background, so you can just only hear my screams, you know, um, but it was great, I wouldn't take it back for anything. I wouldn't change anything about it. Um, Because I got to experience some of the biggest, the most important people in my life. I know that sounds weird because they don't even know I exist. But, (laughs) like, for real. I've I've been a fan of BTS for almost five years now. It was October 9th, 2019. 16 when I first watched or when I fought, watched their blood sweat and tears video for the first time and that was when I you know delved right in you know um but yeah one thing I do admire about them so much is their just their drive and how much they love what they do and they they don't take it any of it for granted they're so grateful for everything that they get and seeing them come from super, 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 super humble beginnings, like, their big hit, the company that they're under, um, well, like, they're not really under them, they literally, like, almost basically own them, <laughs> like, it's, it's hilarious, honestly, the way it works, but big hit, the company that they are in, they were almost, like, bankrupt when BTS started, you know, they had no money, they were in a really crammed dorm room um you know they were all sharing a room and you know 
like each member has her own has her own specific story but specifically Shuga which is crazy calling him Shuga I just call him Yungi you know because that's, that's his name um but Yungi he is the he's like one of the producers songwriters of the group him and Namjoon and he came from super humble beginnings because he would sell CDs and that was either a bus ticket home or a bus a bus to get home or to eat you know like he was frugal because he had to be you know and now he lives a super lavish lifestyle and even though he is so successful now he doesn't take it for granted he's constantly thanking us for all the things that we have um in some ways provided for him and you know he he's constantly rewarding us in little ways like a like a post on twitter or um you know just little little details and like all the members all the members are so cool because they are constantly thanking us and we are like their family we're all a family <laughs> it's it's so awesome that we're like army and bts are our family we care so much about each other because we admire them like the real armies i guess we admire their work not just for who they are but for the actual work that they produce but seeing them as another artist seeing them do amazing things and seeing them work their asses off to do what they love to do and seeing them be rewarded for it is so satisfying and I cannot explain it it's just so satisfying and you know and their words are so affirming too like they're some of the most philosophical (laughs) like idols that I have ever seen, you know, like, Yoongi, he, he said something like, you know, it's okay not to have a dream, as long as you're happy, then that's, that's all that matters, you know, and for me, for someone who doesn't really know her direction quite yet, all I really know, and it sucks to have to say that, like, to say that, oh, I don't really know what I, what specifically I want to do, um, but just knowing that I want to artistically express myself and I want to be an artist in some way and be creative and impact people's lives having that aspiration is enough and it's so freeing to me at least the way I see it because it means that I can take whatever avenue I want to as long as I am expressing myself and as long as I um positive positively impacting other people then I've won you know and I could I can argue right now that I have fulfilled my dream you know wow it's insane to say that honestly like even the little things too like appreciating like all of my friends who who constantly support me in my art endeavors and those who um like are constantly liking my stuff and are you know tell me like oh my god i love this painting and just even asking questions about it showing that they're interested and sharing my stuff and you know and hearing like from friends that the things that i've said are have 
positively impacted them in some way and that you know my work like one thing that my friends continuously tell me about myself is that I'm very good with words and oh my god is that the best compliment I can receive honestly like I always feel like I'm bad with words in some cases but I feel like I also say things really well and hearing that from friends is so reassuring that like okay I have something to say the things that I'm saying matter you know um or at least they're being received well you know and it feels good to know that essentially I'm living my dream right now like I'm I'm living my dream as you know as I dream it I'm living it that I am positively impacting someone if it's one person, if it's 5,000 people, if it's a million people, if it's two people, you know, that's all that matters. So I'm making a good impact on people's lives and I'm doing that through my own, um, you know, my own expression. You know, that, that's that's an amazing thing and I, would, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I can't wait for the day where I get to stand in front of thousands of people if it means that I'm making a song or I'm singing a song or if it means that I am doing a panel of some sort or I'm promoting my book or um you know it's a watch party <laughs> like I made a film and we're all watching it together um in any way that I am creating if I can see like thousands of people um, appreciating the work that I've done and hearing them be like, yes, your work changed my life or yes, I like, I love your work. It just makes me feel things I've never felt before or yes, like I love, I just love what you do and I love what you have to say and what, you, what you're saying is making an impact on my life. Hearing that from so many people would be like, death for me it would just be so good I would just die you know um it's funny that this podcast is literally just me talking about what I want to do and who I want to become hopefully it's inspiring to you you know hopefully what I'm saying is at least in some ways um relatable to you um I guess one way I can make it applicable to you the listener is you know find what you want to do and stick to it you know find what really drives you and stick to it I said this in the last episode <laughs> that was like the whole point of it but um really find your passion and just run run like hell with it um I have this like vision in my mind where I am like this super cool angel. Like I'm like I'm a literal extraterrestrial extraterrestrial being and I am walking through the suburbs with a flag. Like a like a flagpole and then a flag. Like like leaning on my shoulder and then on my arm too and running with it. And it says something. I don't know what it says yet. But it says something. And it catches people's attention. People stop and look. 
and people think that I'm like the angel in the judgment card in tarot like I'm I'm their wake up call you know it's so cool like I would I hope that one day I can I can be that you know I can be someone's wake up call or I can be someone's um you know I can be someone's little lighthouse you know I can remind someone that they are so loved by me <laughs> by, like I love you you know um, and it's such a wonderful thing to love. It's such a wonderful thing to live and to love. Like, how wonderful is it to love and to live in life? Like, people, I talk about this with my friend Matt. Um, but, like, it's just, it's such a blessing to be able to love another person or multiple people or the entire human race, <laughs> you know, it's such a, it's such a great thing to be able to have that capacity to love other people and then to love myself. Like, I was looking at myself in the mirror yesterday and I was like, I'm so cute. I'm so, I'm the cutest thing ever, you know, like the way that I can't handle spicy food and the way that um, you know, my stomach is super sensitive, and the way that, like, the way my, my legs look in super baggy sweatpants, and, um, the little freckles that hide under my acne scars, you know, um, and, I don't know, my stubby toes, and my weird fingers, <laughs> like, not weird, but they're just kind of, I don't know, they're basic, I guess. Um, which I guess makes them not weird. Anyway, anyways, um, <laughs> just how small I looked in my sweatpants and sweatshirt, you know. Um, even things like that. Even appreciate, even appreciating the little things. Or how I fall in love too easily. Not, maybe not too easily, but easily, you know. The way I just kind of fall in love with someone and I refuse to let them go, you know, the way I am constantly thinking about someone in specific, but also multiple people and like tons and tons of people, you know, like the way that I can compliment someone, even if I don't know them, I'll go out of my way to be like, oh yeah, I love, I love that shirt, you know, even if I don't talk to them that much, um, you know, I'll let someone know when I'm thinking about them, and that I care about them, and that I love them if they haven't heard it today. Speaking of, I love you if you haven't heard it today. <laughs> like, if you haven't heard it, um, I love you. But, yeah. Like, there's just, there are a bunch of things that I love about myself, and that I feel like has come, or has led to my increased ability to have love for everyone else and the rest of the world like how humans have such cool little quirks like we're all so quirky in our own ways and we're all like some things we share some things that we some things we don't share some things that are individual to us and i think that's so cool 
like we're all so crazy <laughs> you know um maybe that's just the alien and me being like oh my god humans are so cool um but yeah how we rave about stupid shit you know um but yeah i think we're all just super cool and i'm trying to work on not being so judgmental or so fearful whenever i do love someone because there is someone who i do love right now and i'm trying not to be like super um fearful because honestly the things that he has done in the past scared me <laughs> a little bit um not saying that i'm ignoring red flags but i see beyond them you know um or i'm seeing that he is healing and it's good to see that not just for my sake but for his sake mainly um, and he's a friend first, you know, he'll always be a friend first, and, yeah, I don't know, that was just a little point that I wanted to make, um, but yeah, um, I don't know, that was just some thoughts, you know, I've been sitting, consuming a bunch of thoughts, and so now I wanted to kind of, um, release them. Uh, in the form of a podcast episode so hopefully you enjoy it hopefully this rant wasn't <laughs> just a shout into the void if it wasn't great um yeah but i'm currently i'm trying to just kind of work on doing the things that i love without fear of judgment and just kind of knowing that whatever i do will be good regardless like if i'm doing it with love then it's gonna be good you know, if I'm doing it with passion and true, um, true heart, then it'll be good regardless, even if it isn't up to par with other people's standards. I should love it regardless. Um, yeah. And just know that you have a lot of, you have the ability to create whatever you want. That's, like, the main takeaway from all of my episodes. It's like, you have so much power and the ability to do whatever you want. So take it. If there's something you want to do, do it. We are only here for a little longer, you know? So, just do something. Do something that you love. I could be a person, too. <laughs> do them if you really love them. Um, but be safe. We're wear protection use protection um yeah i'm gonna go i my episodes my episodes are getting like so much shorter and i kind of don't like it <laughs> mainly because um i want to text back someone and also eat and also i don't really have much else to say like that's just it and i will not force anything um i have a poem actually i'll leave this podcast off it's a podcast episode off with a poem. I wrote this yesterday. Or did I? I think I did. Did I write yesterday? I think I, I hope so. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, so this was last night. It says, the title is about last night. Watching you crystallize and take shape was my biggest joy last night. Looking through your transparent prison prism frame i saw bits of blue 
You said the color of your aura changed, and I saw it last night. Shades of blue turned lilac purple and warm sunset orange like a sweet citrus. Popping the air bubbles emerging to the surface felt like bubble wrap. I've never looked at you before and seen my future so vividly, like last night. I've never looked at you before and seen your, sh- your glimmery contents shimmering. You were so beautiful. It was my first time seeing you. And I'm not afraid to cut my finger anymore. I saw my home in your heart. It was about a conversation I had with someone that just really hit. Hit. Just hit. <laughs> you know. Um. The one before that, I don't really like it, so I'm not going to share it. Um. That's okay. But yeah, I'm going to end this episode off here because it is getting late and I want to talk to someone in specific. (laughs) But yeah, thank you for listening to this episode of The Vessel Effect, episode uh, 16. I think, wow, we're on episode 16. That's crazy. It's already almost June. I've done 16 episodes in freaking six, seven months. But anyways, that's fine. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for sitting with me and hearing me rant about Sean uh, Mendes. Oh, by the way, he's so cute. <laughs> he's so cute and he sings so well. Um, that's it. That's all I gotta say, though. Um, maybe I'll talk about him in another episode. But thank you so much for listening. Um, please subscribe to this podcast or follow to follow this podcast if you want to listen more i don't know many people listen to this podcast right now but you know maybe more people will and i don't want you to miss out on it because i will be making better content i promise but thank you so much for listening i really appreciate you being here with me i appreciate you spending the night with me um maybe we could do it again sometime who knows (laughs) but thank you so much i'm so grateful for your presence and i'm wishing you all of the best no matter who you are or where you are Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Again, just in general, I'm so grateful for you and for everyone in this world. Thank you so much. I'm I'm grateful for you and I love you. Thank you for your presence. You are allowed to take up space. You are allowed to do all of the things that you want in life, you know? Anyways, I'm stalling because I don't want to leave you. <laughs> but anyways, thank you for listening to the Vessel Life podcast. I'm your host, Samara, signing off. Good night. Bye.